0: You are listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donley, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit aarondonley.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donley. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hi, guys. And today, we are going to talk about uh, side hustles, multi-level marketing, stuff like that that people are doing to get away from the nine-to-five grind. They the thing that always reminds me most of the pyramid scheme deal is the tiny little ads. So yes. we would always see this commercial late night when we were in high school and it was Don LaPrey. Don LaPrey, yeah. yeah, And he had immaculately gelled uh, hair and he would always talk about placing tiny little ads and all you have to do is place tiny little ads and then they'd cut to like people saying, I made $7,400 a month last month.
1: The second way to make money that I stumbled onto was placing tiny classified ads in the newspaper. If you create and test one tiny classified ad in the newspaper that makes just 30 to 40 dollars profit in a week it could make you a fortune
0: and then we were always like what are they what do the ads say what what are the ads selling i don't have any product to sell am i going to sell like stuff out of my bedroom <laughs> like what am i doing
1: i found tiny classified ads that made 30 to 40 dollars profit in a week and i placed those ads in around a thousand other newspapers around the country That's how I generated over $50,000 a week out of my one-bedroom apartment.
0: And then, Nate, you finally bought it. Yes, I did.
1: (laughs) Was it uh, half as easy as I said it was going to be?
0: It's unbelievable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The first time the checks were in the mailbox, I could not believe it. Just by ordering the making money package, by placing one tiny ad after another... You have generated over $200,000 in five months. That don't even sound right. (laughs) Does it?
2: Between the ages of probably 18 and 24, maybe about a five-year stretch there, I fell prey to every get-rich-quick scheme imaginable. Yeah. And this was the first. The first one I ever fell prey to because it was more of, I got to see what this is about. What what is it? What is it that we are selling in the tiny little ads? Right. Do you know what you're selling, Don LaPrey's system of selling <laughs> tiny little ads?
1: If you get started placing classified ads in the newspaper, you may start making so much money you may not want to do anything else.
0: <clears throat> it's hard. To, <laughs> I explained that to Jenny, like when we first heard that you said I bought it and this is what it is. It's like it blows your mind. Like you can't get your head around it. The first time you hear that that's what it is.
2: Yeah. For a second, it didn't make sense. (laughs) And then you go through it again and you're like, okay, so basically this is the definition of a pyramid scheme. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Were you angry? Nate, Um, angry at your purchase?
2: You know, not really. I'm kind of more like, you son of a bitch. You got me (laughs) like, like you almost got to give them credit for how good their marketing is. Because do you guys remember in the commercial, like it shows us, like it shows a million dollar house and he's out in the driveway, which turned out to be one that he rented for the commercial Yeah. or it shows he's got like a, he's got like a Porsche or Lamborghini and you know, he rented that for the day for the commercial. So none of this was real, but you get, you, you get suckered in, especially if you're a, Wide-eyed young eighteen-year-old Nate Sadler. So,
1: <laughs> did you ever think in one day you'd be depositing thirty-seven hundred bucks in the bank? <laughs> Another day, twenty-four hundred. Another uh-huh. day, five thousand bucks. These daily. are da- these are daily, right? Yes, those are daily. You can read the dates on them. <laughs> That's incredible. He
0: didn't he eventually kill himself in
2: jail? Yeah, he went to prison for a lot of um, tax security stuff and um, yeah. tax evasion, money laundering type. A bunch of white collar crime, but right. I think he did end up killing himself in prison. So that would be what if that was part of the commercial?
0: If you want to end <laughs> up killing yourself in prison,
2: and if you could just get two more people to kill themselves, <laughs> and if those two could just get two, like the guy that started
0: uh, Herbalife, apparently he yeah. committed suicide. It does appear to be like the final destination for these types of people. Like there's a burnout rate, and you can only go so far until complete self-destruction
2: so mm. someday are all the ladies who do pampered chef gonna have a mask suicide <laughs> the with their pizza cutters with their 50 dollar pizza cutters and pizza stones yes
0: on one of my uh one of my weddings i got like five pizza stones i didn't even know what a pizza stone was <laughs> <laughs> did but, you ever uh, use one no i don't think so oh. i was like okay thanks because everybody's in Pampers Chef. They probably like have it in their garage. Like, I got to get rid of this stuff.
1: <laughs> got
2: to move some inventory. <laughs> Wait, so you guys, did you guys never buy into anything you saw on TV? Uh,
0: not like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. We'd sit and watch the hair growth. <laughs> Half an hour commercials over and over, but never. Yeah. I actually called Bosley one time and got their free uh, pamphlet, but I didn't take it any farther. Because, as Matt says, you don't get hair to move like that for cheap.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> I can see, I can kind of see Matt like maybe like Aaron, you're very skeptical and very like I don't, I, I dive in head first and don't ask too many questions. <laughs> I can see Matt. Matt's kind of got the best of both worlds. I can see him, Matt. Yeah. You never... I almost
3: did. I almost uh, got caught up in a pyramid scheme. Uh, it was going on at, at, uh, uh, at Pepperdine when I was a freshman, but I didn't have any money. So <laughs> I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't invest, so. but it was a straight up pyramid scheme.
2: It was. Uh, that in college, when I was a freshman at York, somebody was trying to do a pyramid scheme and Matt, uh, somebody in our grade from high school went to prison for a pyramid scheme. Really? I don't I don't want to say the name, but huh. when I was in my early twenties, I ran into him at the mall. So you can tell how dated this story is because I was at the mall, okay. but. It's when malls existed, kids, but I'm like, I mean, you could tell by the way he's dressed. I mean, he's in a thousand dollar suit and he's got a Rolex on. I'm like, wow. I'm like, what are you doing? And he gave me this long, big convoluted story. And, you know, he's a salesman and he gave me his business card and I called him and it was clearly a pyramid scheme, but he, he went to prison supposedly. So,
0: wow. He had a guy that invited me to one and he was a, he was like a, looked like a successful guy. Like. We lived in this uh, rich neighborhood, but we were we were like rented a house on the outskirts of it, and so like all of the parents of uh, my sons, uh, my son were all rich, and so I'd stand there at their games and stuff, and and uh, this one guy came up, was talking to me, and told me what he did, and invited me, and it was Primerica and oh, that sounds
2: license. that sounds pyramid scheme yeah it totally
0: <laughs> does. so i went in there and it was like some sem- he said let me take you out to lunch so i went into his office and he took me to mcdonald's across the street and bought me one cheeseburger <laughs> and then uh and then on his desk he had this big post-it note like he had stepped out of the office so i kind of like looked over on his desk and it was under the glass on his desk, and it was written in like big, crazy handwriting, and it said, "What did it say? Make the sale, or ask them!" And, like exclamation point, exclamation point, in like this crazy lettering. And <laughs> it was, uh, it was
3: <laughs> cut out of newspapers, and yeah. uh, and then <laughs>
0: he was like, "Okay, so the first thing you need to do is here's here's a sheet, and just write down a hundred people you know." <laughs> I was Not like, cool. "Why?" Because no, we you're gonna have to invite all these hundred people to come do this, and I was like. Uh, yeah no i don't i don't care enough about making money to do that to to my friends or to anybody really so uh,
2: what was the gist of primerica
0: it was like hey do you understand much about like retirement savings and investing Uh, and all this and i was like no i don't know anything about markets (laughs) or anything i don't know what i'm talking about so he's like don't you want to learn it's an educational way that you can teach people and you can learn yourself and i was like okay so that's what it was. Yeah.
2: You know, I think I fell prey to, I didn't end up buying into it. This was probably, oh, five years ago, a guy at my church had invited me for coffee and I thought it was a church related thing. And now it turned out being a, a thing like that, like a you invest in the retirement thing, like you put your retirement in it, but you also go out and find people for them. Right, right. And then you right. get a percentage of, you just bring the person to them. Yeah. And if they and if they buy it, you get a portion of the of the transaction. And I'm just like, I don't want to. He's like, Do you not like money? And I'm like, uh, Not enough. <laughs> Do <you> not like <laughs> not money. enough. Apparently, because he just said that a couple times, and the whole thing just felt weird. Because yeah. like I'm flipping through their information pamphlet, and it's got like a one paragraph on every page, like basically like reading a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. And the other page is like a picture of a guy on a sailboat. Yeah, it's like a picture of someone doing something successful. And a lot of the,
0: pictures of people raising both arms in the air.
2: Yeah, like uh, <laughs> so. I got by the end of reading through this, I'm like, okay, I still don't under because he's like, well, this will answer all your questions, and I'm, it doesn't. No, I want to be like, uh, why is this guy in a sailboat on this really <laughs> small pond? It looked like Tommy Boy. <laughs> that was my only <probably> real question. <laughs> and, and then how you, do you go. Get a boat? How do you get a boat on this
0: small pond? And then you go to like their seminar, their introductory seminar, and it's more pitching. There's still nothing That's to cool. it until you buy in and you realize there really is nothing to it.
2: What about uh, you guys ever go to a timeshare meeting? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, man. No.
0: Oh, I still have PTSD from one I went to. <laughs> what What were the giveaways? Uh, a hundred. It was in Vegas. It was a hundred dollars chips, but it, you had to earn a hundred to get the hundred. It was like some, yeah. And oh, it really, took me. Man. And I made the mistake of lying and saying that I was wealthy. <laughs> Don't know why I did that. And so then they hung out. They like it was a half a day. <sighs> yeah, it was a, a Hollywood, the Hollywood one. I think it went defunct. Yeah, they just closed. Yeah, that's where I would have bought my timeshare. But I looked around. And it was all like poor people like me. It was all people that just wanted the hundred dollar chips. They can't afford to sign up for this $3,000 a year thing. I mean, it was, it was horrible.
2: They, they almost bar the door. I mean, they're yeah. very forceful. I remember what right. we uh, exchanged for a place in Colorado once and it was a, it was in Breckenridge. It, it was a really nice place, a place I could never afford to own a timeshare. At you know, I could trade for it, but and I bet you I got asked ten to fifteen times that week. Just huh. go go to the front desk for towels. Well, I don't see your name on the uh, timeshare thing. Uh, yeah, you know why? Because I didn't sign up for it. Oh mm. well, yeah, it's kind of uh, expected that you. Nah. Well, you know what? No, no, I'm not gonna mm. do that. I had no interest in, and I would just tell him I'm like I have no interest. Well, how can you have no interest? Well, it's real easy. You just <laughs> take <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of <laughs> being interested. And then you have not interested. <laughs> I just remember uh, one guy saying that he's like, "Well, how can you not be interested if you don't even know about it?" But but I'm just not interested. There's nothing you could say unless it's free, and I don't think it's going to be free. So it's that Matt. Matt, you've done
3: one before. Um, yes, I sat through one before, and uh, and you're right. I mean, I, I was at a timeshare property, so <laughs> I was already like they had us. Um, but uh, they were trying to get us to buy more into it. Um, but we were like, we already know like what it's about. We don't want to buy more into it. So What is that feeling?
0: You just feel it. You just feel it in your gut. Ugh, it's like a cringy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this stuff is. You just feel it. It's like a feeling waves uh, comes over you. Now, some people, they, they ignore the feeling because the feeling of potential get rich quick, all your dreams come true. They're more desperate maybe for that yeah and some people say no way but some people get hooked you know you get hooked it's they sell you on you can go and tell your boss i quit and you can have freedom and you can just walk out and you can take your family on vacations and you can
3: like, you can do what you're not you when you quit <laughs> <laughs> <Matt> did <laughs> it. <down below. laughs> only if you're a boss <laughs> <laughs> i did it and i had yeah. i had no money
0: <laughs> yeah they're just that's the total selling point and then what it, all the side hustle stuff? A lot of times, what it does though, it just makes you discontent with your real life, you know. And then you, you crash, and you start another side hustle, and
2: you crash. I don't know. Do you know anybody who has a successful side hustle? I don't. I nah, trade, stock, I trade no. stocks on the side, but it, by the end of the year, it's you know, it's it's nothing spectacular. Usually, it's legitimate. Like
3: a, a legitimate, tax, tax right a legitimate business. So. I mean, there's some you know some side hustles are legitimate. Um, you're just independent contractor, you know, if you work for somebody else. But, but the multi level marketing, um, I, I see it as like two different two different categories.
2: Yeah, that's true. Do you guys know what Lularoe is? Have you heard of that? Yeah. Like the clothing, like they make, oh, uh, right, you know, uh, like women's sweatpants and stuff like that. And right, I see maybe not as much as it seemed like maybe a year or two ago that was a real hot thing. Like every single girl I knew on Facebook was trying to sell LuLaRoe.
0: Right. And then anybody you know that's into this, through friend on Facebook, will overwhelm with all kinds of posts about the shakes and vitamins. And, mm-hmm. and then once they go to a conference, like, forget about it. It's like hashtag Herbalife lifestyle or whatever. And they'll be all dressed up with all their other people that are
2: crazy. And don't people see, that's my thing. I almost feel bad when I see. It's sad. People at those things because it's groupthink and it's whipping you up into a frenzy and giving you, you know, they'll have big production and they'll give you these big pep talks. And then you go back home to, to your lonely old self and you have no reinforcement anymore. You know, And
0: it doesn't work like no. almost nobody in these things makes money. They all it's lose like money.
2: 99.5%
3: something like that of yeah. uh, multi-level marketing don't make any money. Right. Wow. And so it's, it's that high. <laughs> it's that high. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, nothing is 99.5 percent.
2: But Don lepre he was in the. <laughs> <laughs> I bet at one time he was just raking in the dough. Oh, I'm sure he was. What's odd to me is that not
3: only are these multi-level marketing companies allowed to to operate, but they're publicly traded. A lot of them are publicly traded. Herbalife. Herbalife. Yeah. So crazy because that's I mean you think it has to be a legitimate business to be able to be traded like that. I mean, I am surprised to get investors, but they make a lot of money that way there. So people just eat it up. They probably are very profitable for
0: a time period and investors will say, yep, I'll take it.
2: Yeah. Herbalife, especially the fact that that's a, it's one that's fairly well talked about as far as if you go into a forum, I mean, you'll, I'm sure you'll find someone talking about Herbalife. I mean, it, it swings pretty wildly price wise. Because I think people don't understand all the different mechanics of it. It's not like McDonald's, where you sell X many cheeseburgers, you know what the profit's going to be. You know, you're not real sure what's going on with Herbalife. And they're expensive. Mm-hmm. They're
0: way more expensive than like a store bought uh, vitamins or whatever else. So the foundation or the definition really of a pyramid scheme is that you primary it's a company that primarily generates its revenue through recruitment of other people. Rather than the sale of goods or services, you recruit other people, who then buy product, and recruit other people who then buy product. So they're just storing up product in their garage, and they call it garage qualified. Yeah, and that's a pyramid scheme. It's not. It's you make your revenue off of recruitment of other people, using other people's dreams to make your profit until it
2: crashes. A couple years ago. somebody came over and they were trying to get us hooked on the vitamin I don't even know what the name of the brand was but you know it's this much to buy in per month and it's like ah, well you only got to I don't but that's not me that's not my personality I'm not a salesman I don't want to be All right you know and it's just well you could make this much or you could make that much or you you'll get this territory I don't want to bother people I don't want to bother yeah. people on a Tuesday night when they've had a long day at work the last thing they want to talk about is buying some shitty vitamins or something that they could buy at target. You know what yeah. I mean?
3: It's just Well, it's bad. I mean, sales is hard enough, but when you're selling a a product that is horrible, you know, that you don't want to bother people about, it makes it even tougher.
2: I mean, sales is tough in, in itself. I just remember looking at looking through the information and they're like it's not a pyramid scheme, it's not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> and then we flip a page over and it shows the leadership structure <laughs> and it, <laughs> it actually was a pyramid. <laughs> don't so i'm like what, what about this
0: <laughs> or um it used to be like back i think maybe when our parents were younger amway and that was big and mm. for yeah, you'd run into a friend that you hadn't met in a while and they'd be all excited to invite you over for dinner and then after dinner they'd pit, they'd say well i'm glad you guys came because there's something i really want to talk to you about it's an exciting opportunity <laughs> and then it's like oh no you didn't want me to be your friend you just wanted to use me but here's the thing that's alluring, I guess the whole side hustle thing is that it does tap into something that is, I guess, good, which is uh, entrepreneurism, wanting to be in- independently have your own business. And that's a legitimate thing that's good. You would you know that people are, have that spirit, and yet it just twists, it twists it in a way to take advantage of that, rather than being like you opening your own shop or something. It's different. I think you people, opening your own business.
2: I think people like the aspect of maybe not having a storefront and rent and inventory and employees and you know that's appetizing. You know, maybe you buy in whatever at the front or you buy so much inventory every month or whatever, and that's all you have to really pay for. I think that's what is appealing to a lot of people. All right. You know, it's just there's no get there's no get rich quick. I mean. I one time felt completely ass backwards into a good stock trade. And it, honestly, it was more luck than anything. <laughs> the company I bought uh, had the same name as the other company that the guy was really <laughs> talking about. <laughs> and I just happened to buy, uh, instead of buying the medical company, it was like a penny stock. He was talking about a medical company. And this guy was, I mean, this was when I was a young stock trader and didn't really know anything. But this guy was so fired up. But he was talking about the medical company with this name. And it was actually uh, a computer chip maker that I bought. And the chip maker, that company got bought. That little kind of penny stock. you know, It was just a huh. $1 or $2 stock. But it, I mean, it made me a lot of money. And it was totally, it was the worst trade I ever made. It was completely, it was the wrong trade. I bought the wrong stock. <laughs> <laughs> you were the wrong
1: company. <laughs> and all these years I've
2: been chasing that, that same thing, but. If people would just I mean, I know to a lot of people the stock market's boring, but if they would just take like ten minutes a night, every night, and just do some research, it's not that complicated. It's not rocket science. You can make money if the market's going up, you can make money if the market's going down, you can play both sides or just find a good stock and get the dividends from it, you know, and just, you know, pile in a little bit every week or every month and you know, but it's not get rich quick. That's the thing. No.
0: That's the thing, Nate. Like so you said If it's too good to be true, it is. Like that is something that you should live by. Chasing this dream of this get rich quick will only leave you with despair. If it's too good to be true, then it is too good to be true. Even chasing the idea of getting rich, I guess, is probably maybe part of the problem. Whereas if you start your own business, usually you're passionate about that line of business or that Mm -hmm. service.
3: Oh, you're not going to make it
0: if you're not. If you're not, you're not going to make it. But this is not necess- Not necessarily passionate about it to start, but you really want passionate about getting rich, and that's not that's not going to uh, allow no. you to create
2: a long standing business. No. Usually, see, I, I just I dream about truck parts, and I eat and sleep <laughs> truck parts, and I wake up truck parts. And
0: remember when your dream was? <laughs> what was it, Matt? Ohio.
3: You're gonna live in Dayton, Ohio, I think. <laughs> Toledo. Was it Toledo or
2: Dayton? I think it was Toledo because Toledo. <laughs> Dayton's a little <laughs> nice. I wanted to live in like the biggest, you know, third-rate jerk water burg in Ohio. <laughs> and
0: Nate had this Ohio. wild look in his eye and wouldn't stop talking about moving to Toledo. That was his. That was his exit strategy.
2: I wanted to live in a city that was big but not too big, and yeah. that had like a really gritty, tough, you know, because that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> yeah. But just like like living on the mean streets and like you know it's a rough and tumble existence in Toledo. I made a <laughs> whole, made the the whole like universe in my mind of like what it would be like. I could probably write you a book of like the universe I'd created about me moving to Toledo and what my <laughs> life would be like. sure be a hot <laughs> seller too, but uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just thought it would like toughen me up and change me into someone different, and maybe not yeah. not the dreamer I am, so.
0: And then, like, I remember Jay when he had quit his job as a lawyer, his, he had a wild look in his eye and he was going to sell t shirts.
2: And uh, nice. I never heard about this. Yeah.
0: And it was for a brief, like, two month period before he became a lawyer again. <laughs> was
2: he yeah. like uh, going to go to Wrigley Field and like sell shirts outside Wrigley no. or <laughs> he
0: was sell them online? He was going to make t shirts. And I was like, but what are the t shirts going to say? I don't know. Catchy phrases. And I was like, but what catchy phrases. <laughs> You're not good at making catchy phrases. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> That's just a picture
2: of Jay smiling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I get that feeling. I know that feels like it's like a prison break. Like you see this light and it's just like hits you and so strongly that you just want oh, out. Yeah. There's I'm- nothing
2: better than quitting a job that you really hate. I'm not gonna exactly. lie. That T-shirt thing sounds pretty good. I've actually, <laughs> I've actually, I've actually looked at some T-shirt uh, screen printing machines before, like on eBay, like some used. Yeah,
0: ones. I've looked at a Teespring and seeing that because I'm like, because I've thought that like a couple years ago, I thought I can come up with some good T-shirts. I know you've mentioned and, uh, that before,
2: Like yeah. You said you'd come up with a cool like catchphrase or something, and then yeah. someone would copy it and make it cheaper than you. But I started doing that. And then
0: that's all I was doing at night for like two weeks. And then I'd ask Jenny to help me do it and like build a Facebook page and stuff. And like, it was all I could think about. And then she's like, well, do you want to go out and do something tonight? (laughs) And I'd be like, well, no, we need to get this done. And she's like, is this going to be our life now? (laughs) Like, I didn't know that I was signing up for this. (laughs) You're like,
2: think of a catchphrase, damn it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Forget oh, it.
2: <laughs> see, I didn't know you actually took it that far. I thought maybe. Yeah, it I did. I, I put like a couple of good weeks into it. Yeah. Did you have some shirts available for sale? I did. Yeah.
0: I made uh, I made one.
2: <laughs> I made one called.
0: I had a cat on it and it said sane cat lady and it had like okay. a. I like it. Like a of the cat. And, and so I pushed hard on that. I did one. For the Patriots, when it was Super Bowl 50 or something, Mm -hmm. they just won. So I made like this total ripoff design and I sold a few of those and I ended up making
2: like
3: $40.
0: (laughs) Doesn't
2: that (laughs) violate copyright? (laughs) Cut this out. (laughs) You spelled the Patriots wrong. That's how you got around it. And I had some others. uh, Oh, I was going to
0: do an anti Trump one. With the number of votes that he lost by, it was like two million three hundred and whatever thousand. I was trying to make different designs with that number.
3: Hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) How'd you come up with that one? I
0: don't know. Um, I created these Facebook pages, and they're still out there. And they just like I get emails every once in a while from Facebook, like, "Are you still there?"
2: (laughs) God, I'm gonna I'm gonna find
0: them. (laughs)
3: <laughs> i went a patriots uh 50th super bowl win
0: yeah
2: <laughs> Somewhere there's, a, there's a poor kid in honduras wearing your shirt right now
0: <laughs> and uh i got burned out on it and then i just quit entirely uh because it was a stupid thing to begin with
2: yeah but you tried it so matt, yeah. matt have you ever ever had any any aspirations of a side hustle uh
3: not really i mean i i'm The type of person who, if you're, you know, if your bills are paid, then I'm happy. I don't really want to be rich, to be honest. Yeah. There's an old story like a guy that sells
0: apples or something. He quits halfway through his day, always selling apples so that he can go sit on the porch with his wife and drink lemonade. And the guy, a guy comes up to him and goes, Well, why don't you work all day for a while and then you can retire and drink lemonade all day with your wife? And he's like, But I can go drink lemonade with my wife today. I'm not guaranteed twenty years from now, and so that's always stuck in my head that little that little story. Like, okay, let's look at like what reality is because you're always sold something that's not reality.
2: That's a good story for the these times. You do appreciate. I I'll just speak for myself. I mean, I'm always home every night, but I even appreciate the family time more because we don't have kids' activities. We don't have a soccer practice and dance and baseball and four different oh, yeah. B so I go home and it's just our family together at home. And yeah. I really enjoy that time. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's hard what we're going through right now, but I really appreciate that family time. So
0: it's awesome without anything to do. Cause like, we'll just sit in the backyard and I'll be like, Lennon. do you think I can hit that tree with this rock you know and just you're wasting time together which is a wonderful thing to do together
3: that's what a vacation is you know, Yeah, wasting time together do you know what I right. saw the
2: other day and it really struck me I was driving and I saw like two or three little kids like just playing in a ditch and yeah. it struck me I'm like I haven't seen something like that in years probably since we right. were kids probably the 90s just three kids just running around playing in a ditch and I, li- and I liked seeing that that sounds like a good idea. I think I'm gonna go do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm trying to think of things to do. So I'm like, I could run in a ditch. The
0: problem too with this, with that kind of a thing, is it takes a lot of time, and then you're always looking f- towards this escape mentality. Like when I finally get to this level, but anything that's in the in between you and that level, you build a, um, a resentment against. So it could be your wife needing time with you. It could be your kids, other things, friends. They're all in your way to get to that level that you need to spend a bunch of time. And that's that's a hard thing, I think, maybe even for men, too, because you're a lot of times you find your worth in your, what you do in your job. Mm-hmm. And finding that balance, and I definitely struggle with it, like with writing. I would like to spend a lot of time writing, but then it just consumes your whole mind and And you're not being a good dad or a good husband. And um, finding that balance is really hard, especially when you've bought into the escape mentality that if I could just get some relief and escape, then you start to not like your daily life. And what's the point? I mean, your life is going to be pretty much similar, whether you're rich or not, to some degree. You might as well be content and happy with what you have and Mm -hmm. work on it little by little.
2: You're trying to do this thing to get to spend more time with family, but the thing you're doing is taking time from family. So,
0: yeah, it is. Yep. And your kids are only 12 once. Like they're only this age today. You never get that back, no matter how much money you have. Like my buddy of mine was telling me like, it was Charlie. And he was saying like, yeah, I was playing with my kids. And we were shooting hoops outside. And I don't have a nice house or anything. And you know we aren't rich or anything. And I've got not a great job. But um, I remember thinking, this is as good as it's going to get for my life mm-hmm. right now. Like my family is all here. My kids are young. I have my wife with me. We're all healthy. Like, no matter what happens to me, it's probably this. This is the best it's going to get, and so I should appreciate this. It's just a perspective thing that it's easy to lose track of.
2: I
3: was going to say I had a real quick uh, baseball guy. Yeah, yeah, man. Go ahead. Yeah. We need an intro. Oh yeah. Matt Matt's, uh, Matt's uh, ass slapping sports news. <laughs> Matt's news related to ass slapping and sports. sports action. No, I have I one, but this one it's it's not ass slapping, but it, it is like it's ass slappingly bizarre. <laughs> if that's if that's a phrase I could use. Yeah. Uh it uh do you hear about Reese McGuire, the catcher for Toronto, Blue uh-huh. Jays? No, oh yeah. man, he um he's probably one of the guys that's probably most thankful about the pandemic because then people don't didn't hear what he did, <laughs> but he uh he got arrested at, at like two in the afternoon, in as he was sitting in his SUV in a strip mall parking lot, for exposure of sexual organs. Oh <laughs> oh wow Oof. yeah he was just hanging out in his SUV <laughs> middle <laughs> of the day strip mall parking lot and evidently he yeah to to yeah. lady called called the police on him. Really? So yeah, that's that's your that's your catcher uh, Toronto Blue Jay fans. Uh, <laughs> You're a major league baseball player, and you got nothing better to do. I know, I know. It was right when pitchers and catchers reported too. So you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they kicked off early for the day. So he was like, hey, I got some free time. So let me. Uh. <laughs> so it, it's really bizarre to be a major league star, almost a major league starter, and just
2: something like that. <laughs> He's a rising star. <laughs> yeah all right. Well,
3: thanks, Matt. That was yeah. uh, Matt's
0: ass-slapping sports action. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I'm here with my co-hosts, Nate Sadler and Matt Donnelly. Thanks, everybody, for listening in, and we'll see you guys next week.
1: By placing one tiny ad after another, you have generated over $200,000 in five months. It don't even sound right. <laughs> does it? <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to Think Funny. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you have comments or topics for the guys, you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And check out aaronDonnelly.com for today's show notes and much more.